You're listening to the Sketchnote Army Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rohde, the author of the Sketchnote Handbook and the Sketchnote Workbook. And this is the podcast where I chat with sketchnoters and visual thinkers and try to understand what makes them tick. Hey, are you looking for the ideal sketchbook for your sketchnoting practice? The Sketchnote Idea Book is the sketchbook designed for sketchnoters. Equipped with no bleed, no show-through paper, you can take almost any marker or pen you can throw at it. Get 10% off with code ARMY at airship.store. Hey everyone, it's Mike and I'm here with my friend Natalie Taylor. Natalie, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you. Thanks, Mike. It's so good to meet you and thank you so much for inviting me on to the show. It's good to have you and I love your accent. We mentioned this before we started recording. Your uh, British accent into the north, which I picked up. Um, it's fun to hear. I don't hear it all the time. So I will enjoy that as we have a discussion. <laughs> um, tell us about who you are and what you do. So I am Natalie. I'm from the northeast, as you've mentioned, mm-hmm. in a um, small seaside town. And full-time professionally-wise, I'm a market manager at a brilliant university here in the northeast. Mm. Um, and I'm an avid sketchnoter, kind of on mm. the side in my spare time. That's great. And we'll definitely dive into the sketchnoting details that's what this is all about for all the crazy fans of sketchnoting yeah. <laughs> who are willing to listen to a podcast or watch a youtube video and and learn right so i think that's what it's mm-hmm. all about so i'm really curious so we know sort of what you're doing now obviously you've got mm-hmm. you've got some skills in marketing how did you end up where you're at and maybe particularly like from a visual thinking perspective were there things that happened when you were a little girl that sort of directed you or maybe in your college years or you know school years that sort of guided you to where you are now and what what would be those key moments if you were to give me a uh, an origin story I like to call it like a superhero <laughs> origin story for Natalie Taylor I love that I love the the um the Avengers origin story that's what it always makes me think of <laughs> yes um <laughs> yeah so um I mean looking back it's, it's interesting when I've listened to the the podcast I've, I've listened to so many episodes um and I notice a lot of people tend to describe that they've always been um very artistic and and very kind of into doodling and drawing um for me I think look I used to think that I wasn't very creative but looking back I've Mm. I've always been quite creative but um more in the writing sense Mm. um and I have always doodled but I wasn't kind of, I wouldn't sit and, and draw and do these kind of detailed drawings. It would be very basic, like smiley face, love hearts and mm. flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I would say it's quite a recent thing that I've got into sketch note and probably, I mean, I say recently, it's probably nine or 10 years that I've been mm-hmm. into that kind of presenting information in, in that way. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I didn't have that kind of, artistic background if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um at university I studied studied medium communications which um at the time was it got given a bad rap a lot of the time as mm. a degree that isn't sometimes as respected as some degrees um but looking back at that that was very creative and a lot of the tools that mm. I used in that degree are tools that I still use now so things like Adobe InDesign, Photoshop um, even you know kind of setting up a website creating a magazine so it was all kind of creative and, and using graphics in that way mm. um, and like you mentioned I've had um, my professional background is in marketing and communication so I've been in that for around 11 years ish mm. um, and it's it's a little long-winded way into how I got into sketchnoting. But when I finished university, I wasn't quite sure what to do. Um, and it was just based around what what jobs I was looking at at the time. And I thought, oh, PR and marketing office, it sounds quite fun. Um, and it, that that's creative. It was creating leaflets and a lot of design work. So I suppose that is kind of in the artistic realm. Um, and it was for the local fire brigades. So that was creating a lot of um, leaflets and newsletters for the local community about fire safety. Um, So that's how I kind of got into marketing and having quite a creative role professionally. 
Um, but it wasn't until my next role, because that was a one-year temporary contract, that um, I learned about sketchnoting. Um, and that was, I was working for an, a very, very small startup in the ed tech field. Mm. Um, and they had this brilliant software, which was the result of academic research all about collaborative learning. So it started on these this amazing technology. I don't know if you've ever seen like the huge tabletops. I think when they were around, it was around £5,000, I think, for one of these tables. <laughs> I've, I've seen the Microsoft Surface table, like the original Surface yeah, years and years yeah. ago. Yeah, Something yeah like exactly. So similar to that. And there was, um, I think it worked on that. And there was um, the Promethean giant tables. Um, mm. So it was this for this very specific um hardware and then it adapted to be for ipads but when i say small startup it was me um the director there were other directors but not kind of working full time and then a, a computer programmer so i was doing everything marketing and communications and trying to raise the profile of this small startup company um and as part of that um it involved building up the twitter following and and finding mm -hmm. things that that people would find interesting I don't think I've actually mentioned, but basically the target audience was teachers and educators. Mm -hmm. So it was when I started um, going on basically education Twitter that I came across Sylvia Duckworth. Oh, yeah. Um, whose sketch notes I absolutely love. So that was my kind of first experience of sketch notes. And I would just look at them and be like, wow, these are absolutely brilliant. And they're just conveying the message she wants to convey so well. Um that I thought I'd, I'd absolutely love to give this a go. Um, but I, I just, I, I did find it really, really hard um, <laughs> to kind of, to get to grips with how to actually start. Um, and at the time I would just kind of share her sketch notes with the, um, with our Twitter followers and because they would find them really interesting. And then as part of that role, um, there was also the bet show in london this is a very like international education technology conference mm. and we would go along to that we 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 didn't have our own stand but would be on like hardware um stalls and mm. demonstrating how the hardware could be used with with our software and um, but then there was just snippets of time i had to go and um watch some of the keynote speakers so I remember trying to take in, Sylvia had put some advice out on how to do sketch notes, but I had at the time um, a, a little iPad mini and I didn't have a stylus. So <laughs> I remember just trying to do sketch notes just with my finger on the iPad mini, um, which was really hard. <laughs> yeah, frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried that. I, I can relate. <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so tricky. Um and and Sylvia shared kind of guidance on on tools and things, but I just I clicked on the links and it was, um, it was this stylus that wasn't available in the UK, mm. and I just couldn't find an alternative. So I would try doing them with my finger, and then I think I just become a little bit dis disillusioned with it because I just thought mine sure. are never going to be anything that I could, you know, present to anyone or and um, the people would find interesting. But then. As time went on, I just kind of practiced on my own time, um, and then I went on. Japan, I went to Japan on holiday, and um, they're obviously known for stationery and technology. So I got yeah. a stylus there, um, and just kind of played around with it on the flight home on Procreate. I'm still to this day not sure why I didn't ever think of trying analog and just getting paper mm. and pens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think maybe I did try, but just with kind of fell tips and biros, and then I just was a bit mm. like, oh, these aren't very visually appealing. <laughs> just didn't fit, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think gradually I just I just built up and just practised. Um, and with this stylus, I did start doing some. Um, that would take me hours because I would do a lot of tweaks afterwards and, mm -hmm. um, and, and start you know, tweaking around. Um, but then I think I just, I started suggesting to my manager, but again, because we were such a small business, I 
my, I had to have a lot of different hats on, so I couldn't yeah. sit there just exploring sketchnoting. Yeah. Um, but I said, you know, these these are really kind of intriguing teachers. So um, occasionally I would I would start one uh, and then do a lot of it in my own time. But I started doing some um, almost as a marketing technique. So um, there would be some. So essentially what the software was, was um, like card sorting activities. You might mm-hmm. have one on a particular moment in history um, and then students would have to work with them and match them up and group them together. And it was all about mm-hmm. how it demonstrated their thinking and how they'd come to a conclusion. Um, so I would just do things like um, 17 reasons to create your own card sort or mm-hmm. um you know, the top 10 things about collaborative learning. Um, and I would often I'd develop the confidence to write using the stylus and it, it looked quite nice, mm-hmm. but still the drawing was just not something that I was very confident <laughs> in. So I would sometimes kind of get, you know, free icon libraries and just put sure. them in instead of actually drawing them myself. Um, but they were quite, they were really successful actually at getting the message across as to what mm. the software was um and and kind of Sylvia's work in sketchnote and and, and hers um was still something like I aspired towards but um mm-hmm. I, I I became more confident to share them on on our channels mm. it's interesting that you had sort of this um I guess an inspiration Sylvia right so doing this work so you knew it's kind of nice when you see that like even if you feel like I can't quite achieve it like I have a and a focusing point and I'm going to go for that and you try you're trying all these techniques you're buying an iPad you're trying to use your finger you're trying yeah. analog and it doesn't fit and then you find a stylus in Japan and like you keep on moving like there is something about you that's uh pretty dedicated like you're gonna you're gonna get there yeah. <laughs> somehow you didn't know how you're gonna get there and you kept on fighting through it even though you know a lot of people might have given up and it seems like you didn't so why do you think that was that you didn't give up that's really fascinating to me yeah, I, th- I suppose when you've said it like that, I suppose I was quite determined. Um, I think the main reason is that I just enjoyed it so much. So, mm. um, like I said, I couldn't dedicate much time in the professional day to it, even though sure. there were marketing tools. Um, but I might do the, the baseline in maybe an hour. And then that weekend, I would spend a few hours of my own time doing it purely because mm. I just really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of Sylvia's sketch notes you know a lot of them were based towards educators but a lot of them were quite general Mm. um and some of them she did were around mental health which is something else that I'm really passionate about and Mm. that mental health sketch notes are probably one of the biggest things I do now um since I'm so I'm not in that role anymore so kind of the sketch notes that I do are completely changed um Mm. but that's how I first started learning them so um I think the reason why I stuck with it is because I saw how impactful Sylvia's were on me. Um, And I think I remember printing off a couple before and kind of keeping them up. She did one on the iceberg effect, Mm -hmm. like um, things that you see on the surface versus what's actually going on underneath. And I just found them really inspirational. Mm. I could, so I can, I'm sort of putting pieces together. Like on the one hand you enjoyed it, right? So there's one component. I find like, when you have multiple components that you're more likely to stay driven. So you had the mm-hmm. enjoyment part of it. Mm-hmm. You could see yourself, you had enough success that you thought maybe I could do some portion of it, right? You talked about doing, you like the writing, but then you would mm-hmm. like use icons, right? So that part of it too. But then on top of it, you could see the effectiveness of the sketch notes she did from a, from a marketing perspective, you know, like what works in marketing. It's obviously impacting you. You're starting to see it probably in other places. Like Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity and I can see how it could work, but there was still like a gap of like getting to where you could do them to communicate. Then that just took time. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Um, That's interesting. It's, I think, and I, I don't, I think it must've been around two years ago um, that I came across um, you, your book, The Sketching mm-hmm. Army, and that completely revo- revolutionised the whole thing again. Um, oh, wow. I just came across this whole community that I didn't know existed. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. that... I knew Sylvia had a, a sketch note and book, but it was mm-hmm. um, specifically for educators. Right. Um, so I'd been kind of beavering away doing these things in my own time, but without much kind of guidance or training. I think I did find Doug Neal's YouTube channel. He's great, yeah. Doug is great. Yeah, 
Absolutely brilliant. So I did a lot of his um, tools. And I remember there was simple tips on how to practice. So he had, um, I think I call it the dictionary game, basically getting a dictionary, mm. open it at a ram random page and sketch <laughs> note and a word. That's a good one. Um, yeah, and that really helped just, just gradually kind of dipping my toes in. Um, and it's it's only been the last couple of years that I've I've actually shared them on my own channel and done them on things that I'm directly passionate about. Cool. So it's really like a, it's sort of like a, been a progression, right? You've been slowly building up your skills and now you're at the point where you are doing your own sketch notes and you're sharing them on your channel and mm -hmm. you've got, you've built those skills up through practice. I think that sort of reminds me to say to people who are new to this, like they'll come to me when I do little workshops and say, so, mm -hmm. you know, how can I do this? Like, well, you know, uh, it's not it's not easy, but it's still fun. Like you can do, you can have success to a certain degree, but to get better at it, you're going to have to practice. Like I, I don't know how to tell you that there's a substitute. There's no magic pill you can take. There's no, can't jump in a time machine. You know, you just have to do it. And I think you know you what I see um, I identify in your story is this idea of overlapping. I keep coming across this when. When I can do one thing that overlaps with something else that I like, mm -hmm. that's more successful. If I can layer in a third thing, like that's like the success rate goes up, the more I can integrate several parts of my mm -hmm. uh, life or my interests, right? So like if you're a gardener, let's say, if you're passionate about gardening, well, planning your garden, like as a sketch note, might be really fun on multiple levels, right? So you're more likely to do it and really get into it and maybe build a technique, right? That you could then, Definitely. maybe you could actually teach other people how to, how you approach that. Right. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And I see that in your story. So that's really fun. And it's really satisfying for me to hear, you know, someone who's sort of dedicated and committed to, to following the passion and multiple passions to arrive where you are, which is really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do absolutely love sketching out. And I, I think that's the main thing is that I just mm. really enjoy it. And I would see, some sketch notes and think uh, and when when I discovered the community on Instagram and looked at your sketch notes and sketch notes in the book it was it was a case of like wow these are absolutely fantastic I might not be there now but I can kind of keep practicing and mm -hmm. the exercises in your book and, and Doug's channel um, and I've got another book um, that's just just purely doodling different objects mm -hmm. um, and when I was had to self-isolate with Covid last mm. Um, over the last new year I think it was I just spent hours just <laughs> just doodling and practicing <laughs> well that's good you probably accelerated your skills there yeah without you know like taking a bad situation and making it into something worthwhile right so yeah I got COVID and all I got was better at, dr at drawing right or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a nice positive spin on something not good <laughs> yeah exactly you take make the best out of what you've got um yeah this is really fascinating. It's, I love hearing the origin story, my favorite part of the podcast, because I think it's interesting for me to hear it, but I can imagine there's people listening, I don't even know who they are, who feel like, oh, you know, I'm a marketing manager, like I can't sketch note, but Natalie's a marketing manager and she sketch notes, like, and her that's her story. She really had to work at it and it took a long time. Well, I can do that, right? So there's sort of a, a you can relate to people because there's such a variety, we try to find such a variety of people mm -hmm. that hopefully it inspires anybody who listens that they can do it. It just, you know, it takes work like anything worthwhile. Mm -hmm. It's going to take work. You said you're a writer. Like the only way to get better at writing is to write, right? There's no yeah. substitute, you know, and reading, of course, reading to get inspired by like, wow, look how they, look how they turned that phrase or the way they structured that thing, right? I want to copy that. Like, exactly. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely a form of imitation is really important. So imitating, you know, what other people doing. But then mm -hmm. I think that, you know, Austin Kleon often talks about this idea that uh, copying is helpful because as much as you try to copy that other person, you're not going to get an exact copy. Eventually your personality is going to come through on it and you're going to add your own little tweaks and twists and it becomes your own without you really realizing it. So um, there is definitely a bene benefit to, you know, copying people to sort of get better and figure out where you're going right that's yeah very helpful yeah definitely you know, for you sylvia duckworth i guess is probably one of those key figures that you were trying not so much to copy but to emulate and to follow and you know produce something on the on the level of sylvia that would communicate the way you saw it, it impacted you which is really really fun to hear 
Yeah, exactly. I really love her work. So I'm really curious about what is some exciting sketchnoting related project that you're working on. You mentioned mental health sketchnotes is sort of where mm-hmm. you're at. Is there, is there one that you're doing now or a series or something maybe that's coming up that you're excited about that you could share with us? Yeah, so I think in general, um, I love doing sketchnotes on on mental health. And I, th- I think that came about with if I was having a particular struggle, mm-hmm. I would um, just just Google that struggle. So it might be overthinking, for example, which is one mm-hmm. of my um more popular sketch notes um, and I just put into Google ways to stop overthinking um, okay. and rather than just read that article and and come away with maybe a, a point that I was going to try that week and then forget about I would start sketch noting that and sketch on podcasts and books to mm. to actually learn from that and then the bonus is that then helping other people um so I've got a project coming up with um a leading kind of mental health psychology publication Mm. that I'm going to do um, a collaborative post with and that's going to be on four ways on how to be kind to yourself Um, so it's it's kind of in the similar realm to the overthinking one that I've done Um, and then what's interesting is sometimes um, I've noticed my friends who are very supportive and, and family they'll come up with ideas and say have you thought about doing this or one thing that I'm doing at the moment is baby sketch notes. Hmm. So I've got um, quite a few friends who are having babies at the moment. Um, hmm. And one of my friends said, have you thought about doing like a baby sketch note about their kind of the day they were hmm. born? Um, so I took that idea and, and thought of different ways to to make it a bit more interesting. So it's like what um, song is number one at the time, the horoscope, hmm. the Chinese zodiac, um, and actually um, getting those printed and framed for um, for friends and people who'd like them. So that's a very that's cool. recent thing that I've started to do. And I've recently done some work with an ADHD podcast um, mm. who they thought would be really interesting to sketch out one of their podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been fascinating as well because... Um, I did the sketch note and my style is quite, it, it is a little bit more wordy than some people's mm-hmm. um, and there can be a lot going on. And and when she shared it on her channel, um, there was like a lot of really positive feedback. So there was people um, saying, I remember one comment that said something like, um, I'd absolutely love a whole book like mm-hmm. illustrated in this way on ADHD because it's exactly how my brain works. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there was a few comments that said the complete opposite mm. um, in that it's just too overwhelming and there's too much to take in. Um, so it's interesting how it, it works in that way. For some people it resonates mm. and, and some people it just it just doesn't work for them in completely opposite extremes. Right. Yeah, we. Uh, I've got kids that have ADHD, and they're the two boys that have it. Are the way they react to it is quite different, right? So they have different mm-hmm. experiences. So I think within ADHD, there's like you could have someone with ADHD who thinks this is amazing, this is the way I think, and then somebody else who's got a slight variation of it would be it yeah. would be overwhelming to them, right? So or mm-hmm. just people in general, right, that can't maybe get into it. So that's exactly. I think that's the nature of just humans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if I go to my Amazon page and look at the look at the reviews, there's quite a few good reviews, but there's some bad ones too. That you know, mm-hmm. that you know, uh, I'm a fan of Seth Godin. He says once you release your book into the world, you just stop looking at the reviews because <laughs> the book now belongs to the public, and you can't really do anything. It belongs to them, and like looking at reviews doesn't do you any good. So I think <laughs> <laughs> that's really good well done on the self-discipline there yeah yeah i can imagine it's tempting to rake through them and then you've got to try and train your brain to focus on the positive ones i guess yeah it's probably it was probably harder at the beginning when there was very few because mm-hmm. i felt like um we had a technical issue with the kindle version that a lot of people complained about if you look way back in the all the one star reviews are Kindle failures, oh, which we right. had no control over, right? So that just was that a, so a technical accident. We eventually sorted it out and got it solved. But in mm-hmm. the meantime, there's all these one star reviews, which you can't really remove. So mm-hmm. that feeling like you have to answer like what happened over and over again, and there's nothing you can do. Like it's, yeah. but, you know, 
at some point you just kind of let it go like the book's been around for 10 years so mm-hmm. i guess that's more important than if there's enough good reviews on on the book mm-hmm. so and in some ways maybe that's uh the same thing when you do a sketch note there's just going to be people that don't relate to it and it doesn't work for them and that's okay yeah that's, that's very true it's better to focus on the ones who it does resonate with because they will appreciate it and then you can make them your the audience that you are thinking about as you're doing your work like those people will really like it and if someone else doesn't there's plenty more on uh, (laughs) social media to look at right you don't have to look at my thing exactly they're all so different aren't they with sketchnoting styles I find it fascinating and I don't think you necessarily I mean I didn't kind of set out with a style in mind um Mm -hmm. and I think especially my last probably the last year I think um that mine have a particular sc- style but when I look back at the ones when I started sketchnoting maybe seven eight years ago on my little mm. iPad um they're just completely different and I use yeah. all sorts of wild colors and whereas now they're quite torn back and I'll just use one color yeah. um but that's kind of um learning as you go and I mean the podcast has been absolutely amazing like hearing about different techniques and tools and tips um so that's really, really helped. Yeah. I'm just I just happened to pop up Instagram here and had it up so I could be aware of your stuff and I happened to look at six reasons to visit Maple and Doe, which I assume is like a <laughs> is like a little shop that you like, right? And it's it's just really straightforward and simple and fun. Like there's six really simple so I think, you know, we and it's I think the thing too that um sketchnoting does just by the nature of how it works is you typically have everything on one page, right? So mm-hmm. if you you don't have to look through multiple pages, right? You can just get everything out of page and sort of look through it. And I can definitely see that the if I scan back through your stuff, the as you keep on improving, like you keep on trying new things, and that's really good to see. And I, you know, it does make sense now that you tell me that your background is in writing, and that's a real strong thing for you. Me too, like. For my book, I wrote the whole manuscript before I drew a single thing, right? So I think in words, too. So sometimes mm-hmm. I have to remind myself, okay, you can draw something, Mike, but I could, you know, <laughs> I can do like lettering and text and still have fun with the layouts and stuff and just little images sprinkled in and that's okay, right? It's nice that yeah. there's a, that variation, right? You could be really visual and do lots of drawings and very little text on one side. And then on the other side, you could be very textual with just drawings as little sprinkles, right? And yeah. anywhere in between there, which is a great, you know, it's great that the sketchnote community is so varied that everybody can sort of come at it and express it in their way, which is great to see. Exactly. And that's really interesting that you said that you've um, have tended to think more in text form as well, because yeah. your um, visuals and illustrations are brilliant. So I would never have like thought that come from the other way around does that make yeah. sense it yeah. surprises people yeah like you know a lot of times for me to solve a problem i might write out the problem first all oh, right right and then it's sort of like it enters into my verbal side to quote doug neal right and then once i understand it verbally because that's how i was trained as a kid yeah then i then i can sort of engage the visual side of me which i probably did more drawing before i knew how to write and read so, so mm-hmm. you know those then kick in and sort of like layer on top of it so it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty fun well, this that sounds like a really fun project. I can't wait to see when it comes out. You know, as later on in the show, we'll send you to Natalie's uh, social media connections so you can go follow her work and see when those pop up. This episode of the Sketchnote Army podcast is brought to you by Concepts, a perfect tool for sketchnoting, available on iOS, Windows, and Android. Concepts Infinite Canvas lets you sketchnote in a defined area while still enjoying infinite space around it. To write a quick note, scribble an idea, or keep pre-drawn visual elements handy for when you need them most. The Infinite Canvas lets you stretch out and work without worrying if you'll run out of space. And when combined with powerful vector drawing that offers high resolution output and complete brush and stroke control, you have a tool that's perfect for sketchnoting. Search Concepts in your favorite app store to give it a try. Let's shift into tools now that I see uh, some of your work. I would love to hear, like, what are your favorite pens? Do you have favorite notebooks? Um, and then, of course, uh, second would be your digital tools, how you use digital tools. Um, yeah, so um, 
I think I mentioned earlier, I, I got into Sketchnote and via the digital side. Um, mm-hmm. So it was only through the podcast and when I ordered your book that I kind of um, realised a lot of people start off on analogue. Right. Um, and it was kind of, I, I was still doing them digitally even though I knew that because I couldn't get my head around how, because I'd started digitally, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. get my head around how you would know how everything would fit onto one page yeah. um, because I was so used to, I'd start off and then I'd make it a lot smaller and push it to one corner. And I was like, right. I can't do that on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was on a whim that um, I was out trying to find some trainers. I couldn't find any. And I went into this shop called The Works that we have in the UK. I think they have it in the US, but it's not as much of a big thing in the mm. US, I don't think. Um, it's it's book stationery. It tends to have things really um, good discount. Um, mm-hmm. And I got this little, um, I know you won't be able to see it um, if you're just listening, but just like a really small one. And like small a small little sketchbook. Yeah, it's a square, square sketchbook with a hard cover and a spiral, spiral um, uh, binding, I guess is the word. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And it's got slightly thicker, um, thicker than printer paper and I thought I could just start doing some little mini ones Mm. and at the same time um I picked up some brush pens Mm. and I started writing with the brush pens and they were absolutely brilliant and I thought actually I could start doing that so I don't think the sketchbook's got a particular um name the brush pens that I first started using are called Crawford and Black um really cheap in the works here in the UK um, and then as I progressed with the, the paper side, I started, um, I found this old sketchbook that I'd had, like I said, I've not, not, wouldn't call myself an artist, I've not, would, wouldn't sit and draw in a sketchbook, mm-hmm. but I kept holding on to this book, I think I was thinking I might use it as a scrapbook, I'd had it for years, so that's very similar to the one I've just mentioned, but it, it's much bigger, and it's also mm-hmm. square, so it lends itself really well to Instagram mm-hmm. posts, mm-hmm. Um and and then for for the actual pens, um, just a few months ago, Sharpie gel pens, so they're not point seven. Yeah, I found they're really good for doing um a lot of the actual words on the sketch notes, and then Stadler. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. Um, Stadler brush pens. I got them in lots of different colours. Yeah. Um. And I use the thick side of that to do titles, and then I'll use the um, the sharpie gel pen to do the actual text and little drawings. Um, and then one thing I, I so I've got a bigger pencil case, but then I've started I've got like a tiny, mm. really thin one that keeps maybe three or four pens, um, and I'll try and keep that tiny one and then my little sketchbook in my bag wherever I go. So mm. I've got it in Ready. in my bags. Yeah, exactly. Rough and ready for for in your go bag, which is yeah. Good. <laughs> the best sketchbook is the one you have with you, right? So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's good. I've uh, you mentioned the Sharpie uh, gel pens. I've been really impressed with those as well. We have them in the states, and I've uh, tried them in the past, and really like the the gel uh, ink that they manufactured is really smooth and dark. Mm-hmm. Seems to dry pretty quickly. So I've been yeah. really impressed with the, uh, I think it's labeled the S-Gel here. I don't know if that's the same there, but it is, Sharpie yeah. Gel. It is. So mm-hmm. if you haven't tried those, if you're listening and you haven't tried the Sharpie uh, gel pens, give it a try. They, of course, make uh, alcohol-based um, permanent markers of all kinds that you can pick up. Um, but, you know, they will bleed through pa- most mm-hmm. paper unless it's thick. And um, they do have a alcohol scent to them, right? So that's something mm-hmm. to consider. A gel would be... You know, scentless, and um, I think if I'm right, the the gel pens are also water resistant, at least, or maybe waterproof. I'm not sure. I think once it goes on the page, if it gets wet, it's not going to wash away like say a a regular felt tip marker that's not permanent. So I think yeah. both those are permanent markers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I that's interesting. You mentioned the Stadler uh, brush pens. It's the two sided, right? So there's like two exactly, ends. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I forgot to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um those are those are nice uh, pens. I've seen those around. I've not tried them much, um, so I, I need to go. I think I need to go to the the office supply store and uh, load up on some new things. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing with this podcast. You're just like, oh, I want to try that. No, I want to try that. Spending your money. I'm spending your money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so talk a little bit about your digital. You said you started with digital. Um, you sort of hinted at Procreate. Is that a tool that you still use? Have you found any other it tools? Is. And then uh, tell us about this Japanese stylus, or have you upgraded to uh, an Apple Pencil, or what's your digital status? Um, yeah, so so with digital, I don't think I mentioned earlier, but a huge part of um, the sketch note and journey for me and kind of starting to share sketch notes was getting an iPad Pro because I did mm. find it very difficult with this um, this stylus I had. It was a stylus that, um, you know, has the little circle, plastic circle on the end. Oh, I know. I know. I had this one. Yeah. I know which one you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... It wasn't very um, precise. I found it quite difficult. Um, And it was around, it was like the second main COVID lockdown and I had a lot of time on my hands. I was sketching out and more, but they just just took quite a while and the the surface was quite small and the iPad mini. Um, And my manager in my previous role nominated our team for like like this special award Mm. thing. Um, and we won that, so we got a. It, we each got a three hundred pound voucher to use wow. on um, a variety of. There was so many. You could just spend it on clothes, holidays, etc. Um, and I thought, oh, this might be my excuse to get an iPad Pro <laughs> because <laughs> I'd wanted one for so long. <laughs> cover cover a good part of part of it, right? Exactly, um, and because it was COVID and I wasn't going on holiday, I'd. I'd managed to save a little bit of money because obviously we weren't going anywhere. Um, and so that was a big part of it. But when I chatted with friends and family about, oh, should I get this iPad Pro? Um, I made a pact with myself. If I was going to do that, then I would have to share some of the sketch mm. notes. Um, so I kind of made like a little pact with myself to to mm. do that. Um, and it was when I started sharing the sketch notes that I think I must have started using like hashtag sketch note and I'd click on that. And I think that's when I came across oh. um, your work, the sketch note army. Um, and then obviously I came across things like the visual jam, sketch effect, right. um, sketch academy, all of these things. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think at its core still procreate um and again i thought if i'm getting the ipad pro i'm gonna get the the um proper pencil um one thing that i do use because i don't use an apple phone don't have an iphone Mm -hmm. um but i love my ipad i wanted some way of things transferring across easy um Mm -hmm. so i use a combination of evernote and note shelf Okay. Um, because you can get um, Note Shelf only on iPad, I think. But mm-hmm. then Evernote, you can sync it so that anything oh, really? you do on Note Shelf syncs. Okay. Um, so often, because I use Sketch Notes in um, that I don't necessarily share, but in kind of planning and productivity, and mm-hmm. um, so I'll sometimes plan my day out in Sketch Note form. So if I've done that on my iPad, I want it. On my phone, so I've got right. it when I'm going around on my day because I can't yeah. really drag the iPad around. Yeah, yeah. So then that syncs over, and now it's on your phone wherever you are, or on your desktop, I suppose, if you've got Evernote there. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly. a smart idea. Yeah, there's. I think there's lots of these um, integrations that um, often get overlooked that could make that could make the connection between, like, I like this tool, but I want to use it this way. There's likely some kind of connection or way. There's a way to do it, I suppose. So that's pretty yeah, cool. definitely. It'd be interesting to see, and I haven't explored Evernote for a long time. If Evernote's inc- improved their um, their drawing tools, in that you could you could technically like draw right in Evernote on the iPad. I would suspect there must be an iPad app on of Evernote, but I don't know what kind of drawing capabilities it has. Maybe it doesn't have very good ones, and it would be fr- more frustrating. <laughs> than yeah, helpful, right? I, I think. Um... I can't remember why I didn't just use Evernote as the actual tool because I use Note Shelf and it syncs to Evernote. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because Note Shelf was like a one-off fee of maybe yeah eight Instead pounds, of a and then yeah. yeah, whereas Evernote was a subscription. Um, but you can use the free version to sync. Um, Got but it. it does have some nice tools. Um, but I don't think yeah, I'm not sure why I haven't really used it more. I know Note Shelf's really powerful. It's a, a tool. I, I think that's what I use to present from. 
when I do oh, presentations really? because I can do I can move the pages around I can present and then the way I teach sketchnoting is I like to draw right on the presentation and the cool thing is when I'm done then I can just export that to a PDF and send it to the students and it's all bundled up it's the thing they saw it matches the recording if they see the recording and it's a really convenient tool I find Noteshelf really great that's brilliant yeah so, it is really yeah. good I did not know that it uh, synced with Evernote. I'm not an Evernote user, but that's really good information to know in case I run yeah. into an Evernote user, right? And the yeah, tools are exactly. pretty powerful. I think all those yeah. like those note-taking tools, their tools have gotten a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really great. Definitely. And, you know, when I listen to the podcast and people recommend new tools and, um, you know, and all, um, concepts as the sponsor, I always want to try these things, but sometimes I just don't get the time to right. sit and explore. Um and I think especially because doing it analog's quite new for me. Um, that's an avenue I'm exploring. And I think hmm. one of the other reasons I started exploring analog is because Procreate had an update and the just the pens just became too complicated and it was hmm. it just wasn't working. But now um I found the right brush again on Procreate, so I'm doing a mixture. Hmm. Um and there's a nice feature where you can kind of favourite the brush thickness, which is really, yes. really useful. Yeah, I've used that too very useful i think you and this now we're getting nerdy but like in the procreate size control like if you press and hold in a certain location right it, you can like lock it and a little mark will appear there and then exactly. you can jump from mark to mark right yeah yeah when i come across that i thought this is amazing because i'll have one for the headers and one for the yeah. um, subheaders or even just you know the, the little doodles uh-huh. um it's so much easy because before I think that's why I was making some things massive, something small, and I just right. lost track of what was meant to be what. Yeah, and then you know you're using the same brush and you're just changing the size of it, so you just touch the size you want and away you go, which is nice. Exactly. Cool. Well, um, now we're at the point where we talk about tips. So the way I frame it is, someone's listening, they're a visual thinker of some level, whatever that might mean to them, and they're um, they they're excited. They like the community. They like doing sketch noting, but they feel like maybe they're stagnating or they're in a plateau or just need just need a little inspiration. You know, it's winter time here in the north. Um, so maybe they just need a little inspiration, like spring is coming, you know, whatever. <laughs> but what would be three things you would tell that person to encourage them? Um yeah, so I think and I'm not sure if I've got four or not. Four you can <laughs> just... do you can do more than three if you wish, that's fine. <laughs> I suddenly thought of loads of tips. Um so <laughs> the first thing I would say, um, in line with you know, I'm not saying everyone needs an iPad Pro, um, but just kind of investing in what you love. So if, if you love Sketchnote and it is kind of investing and that might be in um, time or, um, you know, or courses. Um, so that's really helped me is just dedicating a bit of time and, and sometimes money to get a really good course. And it can really elevate your Sketchnotes mm. to next level or just get you back into it again. Um, often the courses are kind of, collaborative so you meet different people as well which is helpful and and learn from others so that's one thing I would say um but then equally as much as it's kind of invest and improve I wanted to say kind of recognize what your strengths are so um for some people they might be held back because there's the comparison thing like what we were discussing Mm. earlier and you see some sketch notes that are very visual and these amazing illustrations that I love looking at um and I've had to reframe that because I've, I've had sometimes like moments of lacks of confidence thinking mm. well mine are quite wordy I'm, I'm never going to be a natural illustrator and I've had to kind of think well my strength might be more in the sense of um listening to a podcast and picking out the key points mm-hmm. um and that's something that I do in in my professional role as, as market manager is I might have to take an academic paper and try and present it in a, a nice way. Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's something that I've had to think is, well, what, what are my strengths? Are? I would say mm-hmm. to people, um, focus on your strengths as well as try and improve your weaknesses. Yeah. Um, Cause everyone's sketch notes are different. Yeah. That's, that's a great tip. I love that one. Thank you. Um, and then another tip is to, share your work so um i know it's not for everyone but if if you are sometimes um you know getting stuck in a rut it can help to to share your work and break that barrier because i I 
kind of kept my sketch notes secret for, for years, the ones that I did on mental health and things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them that I've shared I did maybe four years ago and just, just didn't post. Um, but that can really help um, get your work out there and get feedback. And also, if you're sharing them on social media, it helps to connect you with people. Mm-hmm. I suppose you could even frame that as... Um... Maybe sharing doesn't have to be with the world, but maybe it's a small group, right? There's some chat or something where you can share that work. That's that's considered sharing, right? If it's to 10 exactly. of your best friends, right? That's You're still uh, announcing to your friends and they can give you feedback. So Exactly. And that's actually what I did first. I just started sending mm. them um, during COVID. I'd send them in um, like WhatsApp group chats and, yeah. and people would be like, oh, wow, how have you not shared these before? So it kind of like dipping your toes in at first. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go to you know you go to the friendly audience first, because exactly. as you know, social media cannot always be friendly, right? So no, exactly. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, and then another one is um, just to write down your ideas. So sometimes I find if you're out and about, um, and you're out in nature or um, you know you're away for the weekend, I think you sometimes get inspiration. For sketch notes but um if you don't write them down or keep them in like a, i've got google keeps so i'll just kind of keep mm. a little ideas list and just throw them in there um and it means that when i am sat at home with my sketchbook or some time and my ipad pro i can actually bring that idea to life rather than thinking mm. what was that again so that's yeah. been really helpful some kind of reference right some kind of a spark that's exactly good. um and then I don't, I don't know whether I'm on to fifth tip now. I'm not sure. I'll be counting them um, later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one is just kind of get involved with the, the community as well. Um, I think that's, that's a, a tip that I would recommend. Um, there's been a few that I've been involved with lately, kind of um, monthly hangouts and, mm. um, you know, your layouts workshop. And so I think that's just really helpful and again it's learning from people you might get tips um that you've not thought of that might take 10 minutes i think one of your previous guests i think it was reverend geek said he um had like a 30 day challenge where he would just um sketch not a word for for 30 days but sometimes you get those ideas from other people and communities that you're part of yeah we have the if you're if you want an easy one it's uh sketch note army has a slack channel you can join um, oh really? There is, uh, yep. Every day, there's someone in this in one of the channels who posts a prompt, and you can be challenged to draw it. And I think it's they challenge you to draw it in 30 seconds or something. So it builds your icon, your your thinking skills, right? So we have that channel. Uh, there's also probably the other benefit of that channel is um, any kind of events that happen. Lai Chi Chu, who's one of the members, she's like a hawk. She finds every of cool event <laughs> and she publishes it in the events announcements channel. So you'll find out about workshops or like the visual jam will post in there. So you get a, you get a sense of like what's coming, which is great. Oh, brilliant. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. I'd love to join that. Thank yeah. you. So if you go to uh, sketchnotearmy.com, I think the slash slack should take you to the page and you can sign up for free. It's all free. We just, brilliant. we don't I'm just writing that down. <laughs> yeah. We don't save any of the, the back channel, like, cause we're just doing the free one, but um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's more spur of the moment. The, the the inter- interaction between people in the community which is pretty mm-hmm. cool so yeah anybody that's listening including natalie are welcome to sign <laughs> up and hang out in there there's a really cool bunch of people in there so that could be if you know your public sharing could be in the slack channel right with friendly sketch noters who will give you encouragement which you know we aim to have our community be an encouraging community so um i think that's mm-hmm. a good place to start if you wanted to follow that tip that natalie just gave well, um, I'll be sure to count up the tips and I'll give the numbers to them in the show notes. <laughs> and uh, of course, we'll have show notes for all the things we've talked about. Um, we're near the end of the podcast. Can you believe it? Like suddenly this time has just flown by. Um, it has. I would love for you to share like what's the best places to go? Are there certain social media where you hang out? Is there a website we can go to? to find out all the work that you're up to yeah so the main place that i share my sketch notes is instagram and that's okay. at natalie roberta t um and i also use linkedin but that's natalie r taylor i did set up an actual linkedin page but i just okay. tend to not post use much. on that okay. um i don't actually 
post my sketch notes very much on LinkedIn, but I, mm. I do use it. Um, and I set up a Twitter, but again, I've posted a few times and not really mm. used it a lot. Um, so I would say Instagram. Okay, got it. And we'll make sure we put a link to that. And I think I'm on your page now, and it looks like you've got a campsite bio page with some specific things that you'd like people to check out first. So that's nice that you got an extended list of things for things mm-hmm. for people to uh, to dig into. So that's really good. And you can see her work there. Well, Natalie, this has been so much fun. Thank you for joining us on the show and sharing your experience and encouraging people. I think it's, again, another great episode that will encourage somebody out there who we can't even imagine right now who's listening to this episode and being inspired and trying something out, which is what this is all about. So thank you for making time to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely loved it. And I love the idea that it could help someone. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, I think so. I think it definitely will help some someone. I, I'm often surprised. I think, you know, I do these podcasts and often you don't really hear much back and that's okay. Like I don't do it for that reason. But occasionally I'll talk to someone and say, I've listened to every one of your episodes. It's happened like four or five times recently. So like all the effort that you put into it, you think like, is anybody listening to this? I mean, I see people downloading it, but you don't hear anything. And then suddenly four or five people say, I listen to every episode. Like, wow. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to keep doing that. So um, it's really yeah. encouraging. And I think you're, it's definitely going to be encouraging to someone and many, many people potentially. So that's really great to hear. Thank you. I mean, I, I've absolutely loved listening to the podcast when I discovered it and it was mm. lockdown as well. So I'd go for these long yeah. walks and just listen to, <laughs> I was listening to maybe two, three a day. Just think, wow. I was like, wow, there's eight or nine series of this. <laughs> You're like a um, super fan, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. And then we're kind of packed into a certain time. I think I'm up to date now. There might be a few I've okay. missed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's quite a back catalog. So, well, thank you so much. And, um, I think for everyone who's listening, that's another episode of the Sketchnote Army podcast. Let's, uh, until the next episode, we'll see you soon. The Sketchnote Army podcast was created by me, Mike Rohde, and brought to you by Rohde Design Studios. It's produced and edited by Alec Polianis of Amp Creative Studios. The theme music was created by John Schiedemeyer. To support the creation of this show, I invite you to buy one of my books, The Sketchnote Handbook or The Sketchnote Workbook. You can find the books on Amazon or go to peachpit.com and use the code RODI40 for 40% off. Please share this podcast with other visual thinking friends and be sure to leave a nice rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app so others can find the show. 